Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It's Friday, January 21st, 2022. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Josh Crash Davis. Welcome to the Sunday NFL two-game DFS show. We just finished our Saturday show, so make sure you check that out. A um, lot of fun slates here. A lot of great matchups. Two rematches again on this slate, Josh. Mm-hmm. Did you know that these four teams that we're going to preview, they're all in the top eight in team offense this year and all in the top eight in team passing. And that's really been the trend here in, in recent years for the best teams. You got to be able to throw it. We got some great quarterbacks here. Oh, a yeah. lot of fun. Looking forward to breaking this down. Yeah, this is going to be a great – this whole weekend is going to be a great weekend of games. But these two games in particular, there should be a lot of scoring. Yeah, so let's talk about the different matchups. Again, like the Saturday show here, we're going to go – Game by game, team by team, position by position, break down the matchups, get you ready for the two-game slates specifically with pricing, but we're also going to provide the showdown lineups for our members, of course, and add the Yahoo lineups. So let's get you covered here for a big Sunday in DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo. Josh, kick us off in game one. We've got the Rams and Bucks, a total of 48, Bucks favored by two and a half at home. Some money seems to be coming in on the Rams because that number was a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about the road team here in the Rams? Yeah, they've they've got one key injury that I'm wanting to keep an eye on was Andrew Whitworth, their veteran left tackle. Um, if he's out, that's going to be a big loss for them. So we'll have to see. He didn't practice yesterday, so we're going to have to see if he plays or not. Um, but just just from a a viewer standpoint, you know, it should be a lot of fun to watch this game. Um, I, I think Matthew Stafford, he could see some ownership this weekend. I'm not too high on him. I think that he probably will get a few touchdown passes, but I also think that he's probably going to turn the ball over multiple times, uh, which is going to negate his uh, effectiveness from a DFS standpoint. Even after the confidence of his first playoff win, a dominating performance against Arizona? Yeah, that was that was in L.A., though. This is in Tampa. It's a tough place to play. That's true. Um, but, man, that team looked great against Arizona. They just dominated on both sides of the ball. Uh, and this rematch here, they did win the first one. That one was at home. Yeah. Now they have to go to Tampa to, to do it. So uh, break down the rest of the crew here. Yeah, so um, for the for – the, uh, the, the first position that I'm looking at with the Rams is the running back position. Uh, Cam Akers, he's 5,500 on DraftKings. He was real impressive in his first game back against the Cardinals. Uh, it was pretty impressive just seeing him out there. I mean, he had that Achilles injury that everyone thought was going to keep him out for the entire season, including the playoffs. And here he was back out there. So um, looked great, you know, just had that burst. He had that one reception that he broke for 40 yards. Didn't have a huge game statistically, but he definitely showed that that potential is, is definitely going to be there with him. Um, I think that he's going to be involved in the passing game once again, as Tampa has allowed the third fewest fantasy points to running backs. Um, they're very tough against the run, so I don't know that that's going to be where he's going to get his points, but I do like him in the passing game and screen game and stuff like that. So at 5,500, that's a pretty nice value. Yeah, I agree. You know, he could have had a lot more yardage against Arizona. They had multiple uh, first down plays called back because of penalty. Yeah. You mentioned the 40 yard reception. He also had another long reception, potential reception that he dropped. So mm-hmm. yeah. I, I agree the, the way to get 
good performance from him this this week. I think will be with more work in the passing game. Mm-hmm. But he looked really good running it physically. Very impressive that he's back out there, and I, I do much prefer him over Sony Michelle. Yeah, uh, you know Sony Michelle started last week, but Acres got more carries and and looked better to me. Right, me too. All right, how about the pass catchers? Yeah, obviously we got to look at Cooper Cup. Uh, he's very expensive. He's ninety five hundred on Fanduel, eighty six hundred on DraftKings. I believe he's the most expensive player in, in the whole weekend. Um, he had a below average game against you know the Cardinals Monday night, but that was mostly due to the way the game went. You know the Cardinal, the Rams had a comfortable lead the whole game. The Cardinals were trailing, so they weren't as heavily involved in the passing game. Uh, in that game, but I do think this this is going to be a lot more like what we saw in Week Three uh, against the same Bucks team. He had nine catches for 96 yards, two touchdowns on 12 targets for 30.6 DraftKings points. Um, that's more along the lines of what we come to expect, you know, in a game that Cup gets his his targets, uh, which he usually does. So I think that he will see high ownership, but he's proven in matchups like this all season that he's more than willing to pay that price. Uh, and, and at least in cash games, we can use him as a blocker, if nothing else. Yeah. I want to have cup in my lineups as well. Um, you know, he, yeah, it wasn't big volume against Arizona, but efficient. And the thing is Stafford only threw it 17 times. Mm. So it was just a much different game, uh, strategy game flow. They got the defensive touchdown, so they didn't have to push it very much offensively. A lot of ball control in the second half. And I think McVeigh wanted to take it easy on Stafford, you know, give him the confidence of that first playoff win. So he's really mission accomplished there uh, on many fronts. Um, so after cup, um, who else do you like? If anyone, I like, I like OBJ. He's 6,500 on FanDuel. He's 5,300 on DraftKings. He scored double digit fantasy points and a, and a touchdown in three of his last four games. So he's really starting to get himself acclimated over there in the Rams offense the playbook and everything. Um, he had four receptions for 54 yards on four targets Monday for 17 DraftKings points. And, you know, Tampa could look to probably try to keep Cup from doing what he did against them in week three, which would open up more opportunities for OBJ. And so I do think that he could potentially have a nice role in this game. Yeah, kind of looking at the stat line for OBJ against Arizona, I was it, it was almost surprising that he only had four catches for 54 and a touchdown because he seemed yeah. more involved. He seemed like a huge part of that offense. Uh, I agree. He's, he's settling in and, and a nice price too. 5,300 yeah. on DraftKings. Definitely 5,300. And then as I mentioned last week on, on the show, Tyler Higby, um, he's 4,000 on DraftKings. He's been more involved in the Rams passing attack lately. Uh, of course, Monday night, he wasn't as much because of the way the game went, but um, we saw that Dallas Goddard last week had six receptions for 92 yards, and he probably should have had a couple more. He definitely dropped one of those, and I can remember that would have been a big play for him. Um, in week three, Higby had five catches for 40 yards and a touchdown on five targets for 15 DraftKings points. And if he does something like that, we're going to get you know near 4x value. Um, and I think that he'll probably go lower owned than you know Gronk, Kelsey, Dawson, Knox. So I do like Higby in tournaments. Yeah, nice call. And just one more point on week three. Uh, remember back then, they didn't have OBJ yet. So Deshaun Jackson, Adley, he had three catches for 120 mm-hmm. and a score. Woods had three catches on six targets. So, uh, you know, we've got to 
transition those targets to somebody. Uh, yeah. I think OBJ and, and Higby are, are good candidates for that. And I do think it'll be a heavy pass game strategy here mm-hmm. for the Rams. Uh, and so I think less volume running for acres and more targets for these guys, way more targets than we saw against Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. All right. So let me, let me start to break down this Tampa Bay side, a lot more injury news over there. We've got a banged up offensive line. Jensen, the center's questionable right tackle Worf's questionable wide receivers are doubtful Grayson and, and Perryman. And then the running backs Fournette is questionable. I've got Jones as doubtful. We're recording this early Friday afternoon. So my best guess at this point is that Fournette will get cleared uh, dealing with the hamstring issue. Uh, if he doesn't, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn uh, performed admirably against Philly. 17 carries, got in the end zone, caught a, caught a couple balls. Yeah. But I really like Gio Bernard here out of this backfield. 5,000 on DraftKings where you get the PPR. And he was he was really heavily involved against Philly. He got mm-hmm. he got in the end zone. He got 13 carries, which is a ton for him. Yeah, uh, he he caught five balls, including early in the game when it was still close. And actually, when these teams played in Week Three, Geo had nine catches out of the backfield, 51 yards, a touchdown on 10 targets. So I, mm-hmm. I like Geo here because of all these injuries and all the pass catchers being. Yeah, dinged up or gone. You know, Antonio Brown's not walking through that door, right? With his, uh, with his shoulder pads on. Um, I like Geo to be kind of a you know a, a security piece for Brady that he uses a lot. Yeah. Um, and you know to take it to, to back to the broader picture here, I just don't like Tampa as much here in this game. I'm worried about um, their their position with all those key injuries um, with the Rams playing so well and healthy, their defense looked awesome. Just smothering Murray at the line, good pass mm-hmm. rush, you know, real strong secondary. So I don't, I don't want to go to Brady here. Uh, I will go to a couple of his pass catchers, but I just don't think we're going to see what we did in week three when he threw through for 432 yards against the Rams. Um, yeah. And that's the thing, you know, you've been able to move it against them this year through the pass right. a lot easier than on the ground. So that's why I don't really want to look at a banged up four net. I'd rather go with the pass catcher in geo. I don't think Brady will get the t- touchdown upside that we want. In fact, the Rams have not given up more than two passing touchdowns in a game all season. Wow. So pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to fade Brady and then I may look at, you know, another one of his pass catchers. We've got Evans likely to get some big volume. He's a mm-hmm. a fair price on DraftKings at 6,800. He did have eight catches against the Rams in week three. I do think he'll get uh, a lot of treatment from Ramsey. I think that could be a, a tough challenge. You know, back in week three, they had uh, Godwin out there. He got six mm-hmm. catches. So, yeah, you know, they had to play it more honest with more weapons, but I think they'll, really zero in on Evans. Uh, and then we just can't really have much confidence in Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, they really haven't done much. They've been inconsistent. Didn't look good last week to me. Uh, but I will look at the tight ends. Gronk, 5,800. Uh, he's in the mix for me. You know, he was important last week against Philly, got in the end zone. He got targeted eight times against the Rams earlier in the season. Uh, 
Brait uh, also had five targets in week three and four catches. And he is a lot cheaper than Gronk. He's 2,700. So you could go there for a punt play. Uh, Tampa even had some three tight end sets against Philly. Mm-hmm. OJ Howard was out there. He got a catch. Um, and so again, the Tampa Bay is just kind of trying to evolve with the the injuries and and Antonio Brown. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm more interested than usual in Geo and one of these tight ends. Yeah, yeah, I, I like I like the uh, tight ends a little bit for the for the Bucks. And then you know when you were talking about Geo Bernard, all I could think of was James White and how the you know Patriots use James White, and I could definitely see Brady relying heavily on on Bernard uh, in this game. Yeah, he's not afraid to check it down, especially when he has trust in one of those pass-catching right. running backs. So I agree. A key play there. All right. Well, before we get to game two, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Hit that like button if you don't mind and subscribe to our channel. We've got uh, you covered for the NFL playoffs, seven-day-a-week NBA podcasts in front of the paywall, PGA podcast once a week, and baseball right around the corner. So mm-hmm. – uh, dfscoachtalk.com if you want to sign up and become part of the family get our lineups for this weekend full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo core lineups on DraftKings for the cash game and the GPP approach and whichever membership you get you'll get all four sports you can try us out for a short period of time or grab the four sports special and join us through the NBA playoffs right on our website dfscoachtalk.com all right, Josh, game two, we have Buffalo in Kansas City, 6.30 Eastern on Sunday night, highest total on the weekend, 54. Mm. KC favored by one and a half at home. And this is a rematch right on this same field. Buffalo beat Kansas City 38-20 to 20, uh, back in week five. Uh, so Buffalo, they've got to feel good about that. They've got to feel good about trouncing the Patriots last Saturday night, 47 to 17. What an offensive performance. They just could not be stopped. I was surprised that the Patriots defense didn't have more in them. Yeah. Um, KC, of course, coming in after a a pretty easy victory against Pittsburgh. So they've got some confidence, but I'll start on the Buffalo side here. And Josh Allen is where I'm looking. Uh, In that first matchup, he had almost 40 DraftKings points. Mm-hmm. Threw for over 300, three touchdowns, no picks, ran it for 59 yards in a score, uh, 11 carries. And I think that's important. Uh, I'm looking at Allen in this game to be aggressive. Uh, he's been awesome here lately. Yeah. And I, I think he's going to, when in doubt, I think on these RPOs uh, near the goal line, I think he's going to keep the ball uh, mm-hmm. when in doubt and make sure that he determines the outcome. So I look for him to have a bit of an edge over Singletary, who you know, looked good against New England, got in the end zone a couple times, and I think is a fine play. But I do like Allen here, and uh, you know, he's a, he's a pay-up quarterback on this slate, 7,600, um, not ultra expensive. So I, I, I like Allen here. Now the question is, if you go with him, do you pair him up with one of one or more of his pass catchers and who? And mm-hmm. I think that's tough. You know, Buffalo spreads it out pretty well. And, the, you know, if you look back at the regular season uh, game here, remember that's when Emmanuel Sanders, of all people, had two touchdowns. 
and five targets. Diggs had five targets, but no touchdowns. But recently we've seen Gabriel Davis really come on and be a, a favorite in the red zone, mm-hmm. getting the end zone multiple times recently. And then you can't forget about Cole Beasley either. Um, and then how about Dawson Knox, who almost had three touchdowns against New England? Yeah. And he went for over 100 yards in this matchup and a score in week five. So those five guys, I think it's it's hard to feel confident about him because they're so touchdown dependent. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I kind of lean Knox. Uh, so I'm playing around with that combo, Allen and Knox. But what, what are your thoughts here on Allen and these pass catchers? Yeah, I, I definitely like Allen uh, just for the standpoint of, of this day on Sunday. Allen and Mahomes are definitely my favorite quarterbacks. I don't trust, you know, Brady and Stafford both have pretty tough matchups. So I think that Allen and Mahomes will be my two picks. And um, yeah, I I agree. I think that Allen, you know, has had a lot of success on the ground lately. And I think that'll continue. Um, And I think that, you know, he may look to Stefan Diggs. That's usually where he goes as his first option for a pass catcher. But Lately, man, especially in the red zone, he's really been looking at Knox. So I do like Dawson Knox in this game. Yep. Um, About an average matchup for Knox. Slightly above average matchup for these wide receivers in terms of fantasy points. You know, they've gotten some yards. But Casey's defense has been much better here second half of the season. Um, Slightly below average matchup for the running backs in terms of fantasy points. Mm -hmm. I, I would not look at Moss. Uh, you know, he was the, the the lead guy back in week five, yeah. but Singletary has, you know, taken over that job. McKenzie, uh, interesting little role player as well. Last week got three carries and three catches. Yeah. Uh, so if they use him and his speed, man, is he fast? Oh, yeah. Uh, he could be a GPP option. But um, yeah, this is, this is going to be a, a really fun game to watch. And we'll see if Allen can... Uh, continue his march towards the Super Bowl, but he's going to have to go through Andy Reid and those Chiefs. So, talk to us about that side of the ball. Yeah, um, you know, first of all, they they do have a little bit of a situation at the running back position. Uh, Daryl Williams practiced today. Clyde Edwards-Alaire practiced today, but they're not sure on Edwards-Alaire. It sounds like Williams will play. Um, so, besides Mahomes, I'll come back to him. The guy I'm looking at is Jarek McKinnon. At 6,000 on FanDuel, 4,800 on DraftKings. He's very effective against the Steelers. Um, He had 12 carries for 61 yards on the ground. He also had six receptions for 81 yards and a touchdown uh, for 26.2 DraftKings points. I don't think many people had that, you know, in their expectations. But he was very solid. Um, Buffalo's been about average against the ground. It's been the one area that they've been a little bit susceptible to. Um, very good against, you know, the passing game of most teams. And, um, you know, in the first matchup, going going back to Mahomes, Mahomes did struggle a little bit. Um, he's, you know, been more patient lately, um, not relying as much on throwing deep strikes to Tyree Kill as, you know, often as he can. Um, he's been more patient. And I think in that first game, he was a little bit, anxious you know he had that one pass that bounced off of Tyreek's hands into Micah Hyde uh Micah Hyde's hands for a pick six and then he had that sidearm throw that he tried to throw in the red zone and their lineman Gregory Rousseau was able to deflect the pass and catch it um so he had the two two interceptions they're a little bit uncharacteristic for Mahomes I think that he's going to get 
you know, back more along the lines of what he had in the AFC championship game last year. Um, he had 29 for 38 for 325 and three touchdowns. I think that Mahomes will be solid in this game. I think it's going to be going back and forth all night. Yeah. Um, you know, good points there. McKinnon, man, did he look awesome. He mm. took that opportunity and ran with it, looked fast, you know, got to have a lot of confidence in him in the passing game. Um, and again, this we're recording this Friday afternoon, so we'll see what we have for clarity as of Sunday. But they're all pretty good prices on DraftKings. Yeah, yeah. So um, if you think Mahomes will be a little bit more settled than he was in week five, and he certainly has shown that, he's been making much better decisions. Um, who do you pair him up with if you go with him? Um, Travis Kelsey. He's 8,200 on FanDuel. He's 6,500 on DraftKings. Uh, some people may go to Tyree Kill. He's only averaged about 16 DraftKings points in his last three games against the Bills, whereas Travis Kelsey has averaged 26.67 DraftKings points. Um, in week five, he had six catches for 57 yards and a touchdown on 10 targets for 17.7 DraftKings points. Last year in the AFC Championship game, he had 13 catches for 118 yards, two touchdowns on 15 targets uh, for 36.8 DraftKings points. So um, he scored a touchdown in three straight games, and, and last week even threw that touchdown on the trick play to Byron Pringle. So definitely um, lean towards Kelsey here over Tyreek Hill. Yeah, it makes sense for all the reasons you mentioned. Uh, and that was so much fun watching yeah. the – that play with Kelsey with the formation and uh, they are just so good inside the 10 Andy Reed mm -hmm. with the way that they can, you know, maneuver people and, and, and really just fake you out. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, 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 the little flip pass to McKinnon last week at the beginning of the game uh, and then, and then Kelsey's pass. Um, so I agree with you. I think like in a cash game, I kind of lean Kelsey over Hill. Mm -hmm. But a couple things I'll say about Tyreek. He looked a little bit healthier to me last week against Pittsburgh. Like he kind of yeah. had that bounce back in his step. I agree. And Buffalo, of course, is without Tredavious White. Mm. Um, so, you know, if you look at historical matchups, uh, it's a different dynamic. Um, so I, I, I do have some interest in Tyreek for GPPs this week. And then you know, lots of other weapons to consider, you know, mm -hmm. any interest for you in Pringle Robinson or Hardman? Yeah, I like Pringle. He's 5,700 on FanDuel, 4,300 on DraftKings. Um, he had five catches for 37 yards, two touchdowns on seven targets for 20.7 DraftKings points um, Sunday night. And, uh, you know, it's a good, good GPP option. And he scored double-digit DraftKings points in three of his last four games. And then, of course, he did catch that touchdown from Kelsey. So I definitely like Pringle. Um, he's kind of established himself as that third wide receiver that they've been looking for when ever since they lost Sammy Watkins. So I do, too. I like Pringle, the way he's trending, the confidence, the numbers, and the price. Still, still very reasonable mm -hmm. uh, on a two-game slate. Uh, so, yep, he'll see a bunch of my lineups as well. All right. Any final thoughts here on this magnificent pair of matchups? Um, I do like Harrison Bucker, the kicker. You know, sometimes we look at kickers in these kind of matchups, especially these showdown slates. Um, so I do like Harrison Bucker in the showdown. Yeah. Yeah. Nice point. He's got the leg uh, and he'll be in the friendly confines of, of yeah. Kansas City uh, Arrowhead for um, these contests. All right. Well, 
looking forward to it. Good luck to everybody in your DFS contests. Uh, hit that like button if you don't mind. If you want our lineups, dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, come in here Saturday morning and uh, get you the lineups for the Saturday games as well. Uh, Going to be an awesome weekend, and then we'll be back mm-hmm. next week to cover the uh, the next round. We have, what, seven games left, Josh, four of them in the next two days. Then we'll be down to only three. Mm-hmm. Um, they're dwindling, so we got to take advantage mm-hmm. of, of each one of them. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. All right, well, on behalf of Josh Crash Davis and the entire DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.